Yo, what's going on, everybody? My name is Courtney McIntosh, and this is the Black Dad Chronicles new episode alert. Um, I know I said this is the last episode, but uh, sorry I've been gone for so long. Just have a lot of things in my life going on right now, and you know, man, you know the the podcast has been one of those things that I've had to reluctantly and begrudgingly push off to the side just because I haven't had time. Um, so a lot of things have happened since my last episode. Uh, man, you got Kanye tweets, album release, you know, of course, uh, you know, um, all the, all the nonsense that's going on in in America right now, you know, with the, the Republicans and the border, this border policy, uh, taking kids away from their parents at the border. Um, and then, you know, finally got to look at, you know, how they're living. We basically got these kids locked in cages inside of a, you know, uh, abandoned repurposed Walmart with, you know, like aluminum blankets to keep them warm. Um, I was uh, watching while I was in the gym today, I was watching CNN and CNN is reporting that, um, the, the people who actually work at these places are instructed that they can't even comfort a child when they're crying. Um, I know it's like, uh, here's man, you know what? It's human nature that when you see a baby, you know, you, you naturally are, you know, you gravitate to that baby. But when that baby cries, the first thing, I don't care what adult it is around you, the first thing, you know, that pops into your head, or at least mine, and you know, people I, I know, um, is, is that child safe? Let me go comfort that child, make sure them they're safe. So imagine how, I don't want to necessarily blame the workers, but imagine how sterile and, you know, robotic you have to be to ignore a baby crying and not want to comfort that child. Not just a baby, a child, period. Like my kids are 14, 11, and 7. And if they cry, I'm, you know, running right there to try to see what's wrong, trying to comfort them. So, um, you know, one, one of the things that I've been dealing with is the fact that, you know, um, with all this no- noise that's going on out here about every everything that's going on, man, you know, all the evil and, you know, harsh stuff in this world, I just, I try, I don't want to focus on it. And one of the things I, I like to do is, you know, pick a, a subject in the news and talk about it on the podcast. And things have just been too depressing for me. I'll be honest. This shit is, de- is depressing. So, um, but, you know, but like I said, I, I've been really busy recently. Um, you know, I'm trying to get back in school. Uh, that situation is almost taken care of. I just got one thing to do and hopefully I'll be able to register for classes and, you know, get back in school, um, by, uh, August when school starts back. I reluctantly am going back to school because I thought I was done with cooking, but now I'm getting the the itch back, but because I've had a nagging shoulder injury. So let me, uh, break down some of the things that, uh, you know, some, some, uh, some military things for you, right? So, um, when you get out of the military, you can collect disability from the VA. I collect disability from the VA. I am a 70% uh, disabled veteran. So what does that mean, right? So the reason why I could not reenlist in the Navy was because I have sleep apnea and I use a CPAP machine every night to, uh, you know, 
to sleep. And so I have sleep apnea. So sleep apnea automatically having sleep apnea and the fact that I use a CPAP automatically qualifies me for 50 percent. Right. While I was in the Navy, I also had a bunionectomy. I had a bunion removed and, you know, don't laugh and giggle because if you had a bunion, you know, there ain't nothing to laugh at. Right. Um, so then I also I've had a n- nagging shoulder injury, right shoulder injury um, that I've had since boot camp. Um, I don't know when I, I don't know. It's, you know, push-ups one day I felt a pop and ever since then it's been downhill. Um, so I have a nagging shoulder injury. So because I had the bunionectomy and I had surgery for it, that's another 10%. So because I have this shoulder problem and they just, they just diagnosed it as a sprain, but that adds another 10%. So I am a 70% service connected disability. So because, you know, cooking for long hours aggravates, you know, I'm prone to overuse and it's my right shoulder, too. So I'm prone to overuse that shoulder and cooking for hours aggravates it. So while physically I'm I I know I can still cook, the VA is allowing me to go back to school because of this injury and, you know, using the um, what's the name of the program? Um, Vocational rehabilitation. So. What's that allowing me to do? Because my my injury is making it tough for me to work. Um, I, they're paying for me to go back to school to find a, a, a different career. And, you know, one that does not conflict with my disability. So I've, I've chosen to go into computer science, um, cybersecurity. Um, so, you know, I'll be moving over to technology, computers, all that stuff. Um, you guys know I'm a nerd. Um, and, and one, so one the reason why I picked uh, cybersecurity uh, is because, you know, everything we do is online nowadays and, um, we've had breaches, you know, target got breached, bank of America got breached. Um, you know, celebrities, iCloud accounts get, get breached. So, you know, you gotta, ha- <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. You gotta have a way to, um, you know, you want to have a way, uh, to, um, fight that, right. You know, you want to, uh, um, you know, you want to, you want to be able to fight all that, uh, security stuff, you know, to keep the, keep the hackers out, keep the bad guys away. So I am going to go back to school so I can put my superhero cape back on. Y'all know I'm in the comic books, put my superhero cape on and, um, you know, fight cybercrime, if you will. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's uh, settled, you know, all I got to do now is, is go to, you know, the Detroit public schools office and get my transcript and have a mail it to Baker, you know, and then I, I believe that is the last thing I should have to do. So in addition to that, I have been coaching, uh, my youngest daughter, uh, has taken a lot. Okay. So I love soccer, right? And it's so world cup started on Thursday. Today is Monday, June 18th. Um, so the world cup started last Thursday. Uh, I was never really into soccer growing up cause you know, I lived in a hood. We didn't play soccer in the hood. You know, um, one time my cousin tried to get me onto a, a soccer team and the coach broke his foot after the second practice. And boom, soccer team was done. So after that, 
just never got back into it. So, man, I don't know what it was, probably because of the amazing run that the World Cup, that the United States team went on in the 2014 World Cup. And it sucks because they didn't even qualify for this year's. But because of the amazing run, they went to the, quarterf- uh, the, the quarterfinals in 2014. I got into the World Cup, man, I'm super into it. I love soccer, man. Um, so now I get up on Saturday and Sunday mornings and watch the Premier League. Um, usually in, uh, on Monday afternoons in the fall, there's a the, the Premier League uh, Monday night game. And if you don't know what the Premier League is, the English Premier League is um, generally looked at as the uh, top soccer league in the world, right? So from, from my understandings, the top two leagues – in the world are, are, are the English Premier League, which is number one, and the German Bundesliga, which is number two. Um, so, um, you know, every year you have like uh, the top couple uh, teams from like the the top the top like conferences, and all throughout Europe they get together um, and they do the Champions League, the UEFA Champions League. So you win the Champions League, you're you're widely considered the uh, the best team in the world. And Real Madrid won the Champions League this year. I was able to watch that game, Ronaldo. If you know who Ronaldo is, I don't even have to say his full name. You know who Ronaldo is. And Ronaldo went nuts in their game, Portugal's game against Spain on Friday. Um single-handedly scoring a hat trick, you know, to keep them to to keep them from losing to Spain. Because it looked for a while that they were going to lose, but Ronaldo got the hat trick off a free kick in the 89th minute, man. It was an amazing, beautiful, beautiful kick. Beautiful goal. And it was just like, wow, man. Ronaldo is is the god. G-A-W-D, you know. Um, so anyway. I say all that to say this. I love soccer. Soccer is now my second favorite sport behind basketball. I don't know if it'll ever, you know, overtake basketball because I just love basketball that much. But I love soccer, too. So my youngest daughter is, uh, well, my youngest and, uh, you know, Olivia and CJ are both into soccer. Um, CJ hasn't played. I've wanted to put CJ in, in soccer since he was in the fourth grade, but man, his grades are, have been, his grades have been trash, you know, since middle school. So I told him, Hey man, going to high school, you get a clean slate. Um, the soccer coaches for the high school were in the middle school last week, last week of school. Um, and during the eighth grade lunch, they talked to some of the eighth graders that were interested. So starting next week, CJ is going to go to off season conditioning, you know, with the soccer team uh, up at the high school. So um, I bought him his first pair of cleats, uh, you know. So you know, we just gonna hey, you gonna see what what happens. So Olivia is also in the soccer. So Olivia is my girl. Is she well, Jazz is, is girly too. Olivia is a tomboy, but she's also she's very girly. She loves dresses. She loves sandals, all that stuff. Loves being pretty, but she also likes sports. So. You know, when she told me she was interested in soccer, she just walked up to me. I was sitting at the table, you know, doing something, and she just slapped the permission slip down in front of me and just walked off. I'm like, oh, okay. So she wanted to play soccer. They needed volunteer coaches. I decided to volunteer. Hey, that's what I do. You know, I want to be that dad who volunteers for everything. You know, I'm not going to be – I don't want to be a helicopter parent. I want to be a helpful parent, not only to my kids but to other people's kids, you know. 
So um, the city of Auburn Hills has a program um, where they do recreational sports. Um, you know, uh, they do rec sports like all throughout the year, uh, different sports. Uh, my kids have played basketball uh, through the in, in the league before. Um, so, and I'm probably going to sign. I'm signing Olivia. Olivia's playing soccer in the fall. I'm, I'm be coaching again. Um, and she's probably going to hoop in the wintertime. Um, cause she really likes basketball. Like the kid, like the older two this week, this is the first week of summer vacation. They're at a, they're a basketball camp, um, at the high school. And Olivia was like really, really upset that she couldn't go. But I told her like, Hey, next year you'll be able to go because she'll be going to fourth grade. She's a little bit too young this year, but she wants it without me pressuring her. You know, she wants it. So, you know, the last six weeks I've been coaching soccer, you know, I've, you know, first and second grade soccer. So uh, we didn't get a, a lot of kids to sign up. Uh, so it was just two teams, you know, I had a team, another guy uh, volunteered uh, to coach the other team. So it was uh, two first and second grade teams. And then it was two third and fourth grade teams. So pretty much we just played the other team five weeks in a row, six weeks in a row. Um, and I got to be honest. Um, I love kids. I love kids. But, you know, coaching them were, was frustrating at some point. I mean, from time to time, coaching them was frustrating, especially because I had one kid on my team who just loved to talk, loved to run his mouth, and, you know, whatever. That's how some kids are. So I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll be honest and say there were certain games that I was frustrated. We won the first game. Then, uh, because the the weather was bad, we didn't so we didn't get a chance to um, properly evaluate the team. So they pretty much evaluated all the kids after the first game. So first game, my team was loaded. Uh, we won eleven to zip. Second game, we lost eight to four because they switched the teams up. So they took the best kid off my team, the best kid in the league off my team, and put him on the other team. And then they basically for the second game, they took all the aggressive kids off my team and put them on the other team. So we got smashed. Um, so then it evened out after the third team, after the third game, we did lose the third game, but we won the fourth game, you know? Um, and so the fifth game of the season was probably the proudest I was of those kids, you know, the entire season. And because they're first, you know, they're six and seven. Um, I, the only thing I really wanted to do was teach them fundamentals, you know, proper footwork, proper dribbling, you know, proper passing. Um, all the kids of course wanted to, you know, shoot and try to score goals. But, you know, my question to them was, Hey, how you going to make it to the, to the, to the goal if you can't handle the ball, you know? So we've been working, been working and I've been getting frustrated, you know, not visit. So I wasn't frustrated. So the kids could see it, um, you know, but it was just like deep down the side. I was just like, and it was just a competitor in me because I don't like to lose. But so the fifth game, we went down three, nothing. And then we scored three goals. No, I'm sorry. We scored two goals, right? So then, so that made the the, the go the game four to two. Then they scored another goal, made it four three. 
moving forward to. Then on a beauty, so one kid, I'm not going to use his name because, you know, I mean, I know his parents don't listen to this podcast, but so he was my problem kid. He was the one that was always talking. He didn't have cleats for the last two games. He didn't have his shin guards. Um, but the last game of the season, I was so proud of him because I've been telling him to be aggressive and be aggressive and just, you know, pay attention when he when he's out there. And he probably took about eight shots, did not score a goal, but because he was aggressive and he was playing the right way, I told him I was proud of it. So this kid in my daughter's class, Julian, one of her friends, Julian is an awesome kid. Uh, I went up to her class. Uh, because they did mystery readers throughout the school year. And I did, I, I was the mystery reader uh, one week and Julian asked me probably about 12 questions within the span of three minutes uh, after I finished reading the book to them. Um, so Julian's a, a beautiful kid. Um, you know, so uh, my kids will be hanging with him during the summer. I told his mom that, you know, I'll, I'll be taking them around to, uh, you know, cause we have a field, a vacant field, um, you know, not far from our house, kind of like down the street from the school. So, you know, I'd usually just take the kids up there, take the soccer ball and me and the kids just run around and kick the ball around for an hour. You know, just it's, it's therapeutic to me. Um, to me, like, you know, one of the things I used to do growing up was, you know, when I was in moments where I needed, like uh, where I was frustrated or angry or sad, I would just go, you know, hoop just, you know, not even shoot around because I, I was a bad shooter growing up. Um, slashing was more of my game, but I was a bad shooter growing up. So the more and more shots I would miss, just the more frustrated I would get. So that didn't necessarily help. But just going around, running around, kicking a soccer ball is so therapeutic. Um, and, you know, my kids love it. So I told his mom, like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll let you know during the summertime when, you know, we'll be going. I might go tomorrow because it's supposed to cool off. Um but you know, just to just go up, to, go up there, kick the ball around, and have fun. You know, um, taking a get ice cream or uh, and stuff like that. Um, so, um, Julian scores the third goal, so we're down four three. On the ensuing kickoff, the best player in the league, James. He's also uh, my daughter's friend. Um, he kicks off the ball so hard that it goes into their goal and gave us the own goal to tie the game at four. And then they come down and Olivia stops two shots and the game ends up tied. And I was so proud of those kids because they did everything that I asked them to. It's like all the, the six weeks of practice and stuff, you know, all of it culminated into the tie and in the last game, and I couldn't have been, I almost cried. It was such a great, great day for me um, as a parent, man, just to really see the the fact that the kids got it, man. I love teaching kids. One, one of the reasons why I referee, um, because, you know, the school district has like a, a recreational basketball league where it's just the fifth graders, and I referee in that league. And the main reason why I referee is to teach. I love basketball. I know the game of basketball. And a lot of these kids that are playing, they don't, they're not really good at basketball. There's some of them that are good. Like the year before last, when, when Jasmine was in fifth grade, she played, her team had some hoopers and they didn't lose a game. 
They, the closest they got was, I believe they won by six, but every other game they played was just a blowout. It was just a blowout. They had some hoopers, girls and boys, some hoopers on that team. This year, they didn't win a game. I mean, but it was it was different kids, but you know, the new fifth grade class, they didn't win a game. Um But uh yeah, man, I that's the reason why I do it, you know. And I don't want to do it and I, I like doing it. I love doing it. I don't want to do it with like, you know, more skilled, you know, kids because, you know, a lot of them th- probably think they know the game and, and stuff like that. So I wanna teach the ones that don't necessarily know the game. Like, you know, fundamentals, basics. I love it. So, of course, what did I do? I brought soccer coaching for dummies, and I'm going through it because I really because I man, I can't explain my love for soccer. I really can't. I wish I could, but I, I really can't explain my love for soccer. Um, I just love it, man. It's just it's 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 a beautiful, beautiful sport. Um, exciting, uh, t- intense. Um, it's a tension building sport. Um, so man, you know, so anyway, that's me ranting. I, that's where I've been the last, you know, little while just coaching, trying to figure out school, trying to fit, figure out my job situation. Um, cause another thing that's been stressing me is the fact that, you know, I'm 37 years old and I'm going back to school and I'm going back to school, uh, in a field that's in high demand and I'm going to need some experience in that field. So, one of the things that I've been trying to do and what I've been working with through the VA is trying to like find a job that could get me in an entry level where I'm going to be able to learn on the job and then, you know, go to school and, you know, work, make a living, you know? So, but it's, it's tough because I'm comfortable in restaurants and every time I go, you know, to Craigslist to try to look for a job, first place I go is like, the food and beverage service section, you know, just because I know it's restaurants hiring. I know I can go to any restaurant, any kitchen I want to and just, you know, get down. So, you know, Hey man, it's, it's, it's a weird time for me right now. Um, but I'm, I'm embracing it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, man. So, um, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to get Meech on, uh, the podcast soon because, you know, I've told you, you know, I've, I've had Meech on the podcast before, and y'all, you know, if y'all listen to this podcast, y'all know Meech because I've taught you. Meech is my best friend. Uh, I don't even consider him my friend. I consider him my brother. We've been boys since we was fourteen, and you know, still, you know, like he was on vacation two weeks ago, and we didn't talk the whole week, and it was like so weird, and it was just because talking to him once a day at least is part of my daily routine. That's how it is. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just like my brother. So he is my brother. He's not like my brother. He is my brother. I call him my brother. He calls me his brother. And it doesn't hurt that, you know, we, you know, you could mistake us for family. Like, you know, people have done that in the past. So Meech, uh, has coached basketball for the last nine years in Retford. Um, and now this summer he decided to start his own AAU organization. So, I want to get him on to talk about um, the differences between because he he's coaching one of the teams that uh, in the organization that has two teams. So you know, just to get, I just want to talk to him about you know the difference, you know, more responsibilities. Because of course, what did I do last week? And I looked up how can I start my own AAU soccer team? And man, USSoccer.org has so many like 
resources. So I'm, I'm right now I'm, uh, I'm also looking, you know, at coaching camps so I can get in and, you know, get into a coaching camp somewhere and, you know, become a better coach. Cause eventually maybe I want my, I've, it's funny because for like the last year and a half, I've had a dream because I live five, 10 minutes from Pontiac. Um, to like, you know, open up some soccer fields for, for some of the kids and, and Pontiac, man, and, you know, grassroots start like a AU organization that, you know, that way, because I think that when it comes to us, when it comes to the black community, a lot of our kids are just steered, especially when it comes to sports, a lot of our kids are just steered to basketball and football. And I don't want my kids playing, you know, football, you know, like CJ does not play football. He won't play football. Um, he hasn't even expressed interest in football. I don't even like football. And that's an, another thing. I love college football. Let me say that. I love college football. Um, and if he decided that he wanted to play and he made the team and was good and it afforded him a way to pay for school, hey, more power to you. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of running late on that because he's about to enter the ninth grade. And like I said, he's expressed no interest whatsoever in playing football. He's fast, but he's a lot better with a basketball and a soccer ball than he would be on a you know, football field. And so one of the things I've done is like, you know, I go, I try to hoop every Friday up at the community center and there's some real runs up there. So I brought him up there and because how you got better when I was growing up is you went to the park, played against the older kids, played against the grown men. That's how you got better. So that's how that's the approach I'm taking with him. You know, you get out there, you hoop. That's how you get better. So, but anyway, um, so yeah, like, you know, like I was saying, like one of my dreams is to kind of start a, a grassroots foundation, you know, in Pontiac because kids, I think, like I said, like I was saying before, because we steer our kids in our community to basketball and football, we're leaving prime opportunities on the table, not focusing on baseball, not, not focusing on soccer, man, listen, man. I'm about to whisper something. And it's something that I read. Uh, actually, it, I, I, this is partly something I read. The first part is something I read uh, on like soccer.com. Um, so one of the things, if you look at, like I said earlier, the United States didn't even, you know, qualify for the World Cup, right? Um, so one thing I was reading last year was uh, an article on soccer.com or it was either soccer.com or gold.com. Both of them are, <clears throat> they're both websites that I go to often and, and frequent often. So the men's like 16 and under team or 15 or 17 and under team uh, for the United States, they won the world cup, um, and, you know, in that age range and including teams from all across the world, they won the world cup. So why are the men, why is the, the men's national team that bad? Well, um, the article that I read, I believe it was by Eddie Johnson. Eddie Johnson is a, a former U.S. Uh, national team member, former professional soccer player. He's a black guy, too. I follow him on Twitter. Um, and he says, basically, the kids are coached to be too robotic um, and too coached. Like, if you look at, <clears throat> excuse me, like if you look at other company, countries, uh, particularly Brazil, um, Brazilians play with flair. That's kind of why they were like 
looked down upon when they first start entering the world stage because they play with flair. Um, so people have said that, you know, growing up, you know, these kids all across the world, they don't grow up playing football or baseball, basketball or baseball. First thing ball they have is a soccer ball. So they learn to develop instincts that are then able to be coached up. But over here in the U.S. is kids are like being coached and coached and coached and not being able to develop any instinct. So one of the reasons why one of the reasons why I kept CJ out of playing travel soccer uh, for so long is so that he could develop his instincts, you know, um, because you could see it. You can see when people are robots out when you're watching sports, especially especially basketball, especially soccer. You can see when people are super robotic and, and set in their ways and they don't expand, you know, on how they see the game. So, but if you watch, you go to Brazil, you watch Neymar, watch the Brazilian national team and you'll say, wow, watch Cristiano Ronaldo, watch Lionel Messi, you know, watch Harry Kane, watch Deli Alley, you know, watch Luis Suarez. I mean, other than him, you know, diving and, you know, biting people, you know, watch Eden Hazard. You'll see instinct players play with instinct. So, I want to start a grassroots, but listen, man. And okay. So this is what I was going to whisper. And I'm not really going to whisper it because look, man, if you're black and you listen to sports, I mean, you watch sports, you already know this, especially a black, if you're a black man, we the best at all the sports. Cause we the most, most athletic. We the best at all the sports. I'm sorry. Look at the, look at the main sports in the U in the United States, basketball and football. Those are the most popular sports in the United States. Who are they dominated by? Us. And this is no slight to my white brethren, because it's a bunch of it's it's some bunch of amazing white soccer players, but we don't steer our kids in that direction. And because soccer is all over the soccer is the most popular sport in the world, but basketball second, uh, I might add. But soccer is the most popular sport in the world. And look at all the that's opportunity out there, if you ask me. You know, MLS, you know, Major League Soccer here in the U.S. is probably is one of the worst forms of soccer I've watched. But I still watch it because it's the United States and the soccer. But when I go from watching, you know, the Premier League or the Bundesliga, which is Germany, um, uh, Germans, you know, it's funny, you know, I, yeah, I said we, we the best, but I mean, the Germans are probably the top pick to win the world cup this year because they're the defending champions and they're the defending champions for a reason. The Germans had to leave like, you know, top caliber guys off their roster for the world cup because they're just that good. Even though they lost to Mexico yesterday, Viva Mexico. Um, I watch Mexican soccer too. Watching Mexican soccer is so fun. But anyway, like I was saying, like that's why I want. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I got off on like a sports tangent and a soccer tangent. Um, so sorry. Um, but anyway, I think I'm gonna get ready to wrap this up. I really do. Um, so I do have an idea of um, a topic that I want to talk about for next week's. Uh, podcast. I um, mean, it's something that I've been seeing a lot. Um, toxic masculinity. Um, it's a, it's, I have my thoughts on it. Um, sometimes it seems like, you know, as a black man, you feel unfairly like 
criticized by, you know, black women um, when they talk about toxic masculinity. So I'm going to throw a poll up on Facebook and ask y'all what are y'all thoughts on toxic masculinity? Remember, this is the Black Dad Chronicles. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I get out of here, I got a shout out to a a, a company I've been following on Twitter for a while. I follow the owner. I use their products. They are black, but he doesn't market himself as a black owned company um, because that, you know, and I agree that puts you in a box. Um, So uh, Lola and Doe, right? If you go to Lola and Doe.com, right? All natural soaps, body washes, um, man, uh, Hold on, I'm pulling up the website. So they got soaps, body washes, um, you know, baby care, all types of stuff. And like you can go to the, you know, lolaandoe.com. Um I just re you know, re-up my collection. I got a, I got two things for me, um, two things for Robin. Um, you know, it's bar soap, so they got bar soaps, they got some um right now they have a uh a three-day pre-summer soap sale, June. T- oh, it, it ended. I'm sorry, but it's still on the website. Um, so I wonder if you could still shop the sale. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, five dollar soap bars, ten dollar liquid soap washes. Um, so um, man, one of the things I keep missing too is the uh the activated charcoal uh bar. So you know it's bar soap, but they do have uh liquid soaps. Um, they have, you know, scrubs, you know, masks. I also have a, uh, I have a, um, uh, Dead Sea mineral, uh, facial mask that I have not used yet. I'm going to use it though. Um, soon, probably maybe tonight, uh, you know, before I go to bed. Um, but man, so I don't use bar soap, right? I haven't used bar soap really in a long time and mainly, and I, it was because, you know, it kind of dries my, it dries my skin up. Um, so really, and, uh, you know, body wash does that to me. It, it really dries my skin out and like really makes me, um, oh my goodness, man. So my niece calls me every day. She video calls me. She's calling me right now. Hold on. Hi, Uncle Courtney. Hi Shannon. No, they're not home. So uh, you can call Jasmine on her phone. They're at their grandma's. Oh, all right. All right. So love you. Um, oh, yeah. They're. I, I don't know what they're doing, but that's where they are. Or call CJ. CJ has his phone too. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you too. Why, why are you in the dark? Uh, because I'm in my brother's room and the light is broken. Oh, okay. All right. Tell your brothers I said hi. All right, love you. Peace. Peace. Shannon, like I adore Shannon, and she calls me like four times a week, all without fail. So, um, but yeah, so like I was saying, man, Lola and Doe has a uh, right now. I'm using their. Uh, they have a male bar, and um, what does the male bar have in it? You might ask. Oh. Well, let me tell you what the male soap bar. So it's enriched with hemp seed and sweet almond oil. We offer you a soul deep affirming magnetic cleanse with this intense balance between virility and sensuality. 
with the perfect alliance between your body's natural scent chemistry and this sensible, modern, and wonderfully warm fragrance. This soap won't smell the same way on any two people. Be clean. Be masterful. Be absolutely, lovingly male. And the scent profiles, bergamot, cinnamon, cumin, mint, orange blossom, lavender, tonka bean, and cedarwood. I love this soap. Um, man, that, I mean, and listen to the ingredients, though. This is this is why I, I support this country, company, because a lot of companies will, like, use, you know, and I'm using air quotes, all natural ingredients, and then you find something on a label that you can't read. But then not only will those... You know, those soaps will cost you like, or not even soaps, but this stuff, will, their stuff will cost you like $10, $15, right? You get the male soap bar right now with seven ninety five. I've been washing with it for two weeks and I shower every day. I've been washing for, with it for two weeks and I still have over half a bar left. So it lasts you and it's not expensive, man. Um, the other soap, I, and I just, because I just got out the shower like an hour ago, you know, from I went to the gym. So I got another soap from them. I just opened up my sea moss and mint soap, and it's sold out right now. But it smells so good, man. Listen to this. Irish sea moss is a great source of protein, iodine, beta carotene, iron, magnesium, selenium, zinc, pectin, sulfur, calcium, and many more healthy vitamins and beautifying minerals. It's like a topical Botox treatment naturally with only beneficial side effects crisp mint completes this soap's reviving appeal and it's sold out right now but man it's like that's so it's five dollars the soap's on sale well it's sold out right now but it was on sale for five dollars you know what I'm saying? It's $5.99. They have, like I said, they got body washes i just my wife doesn't use bar soaps but i did get her too um and so she she been using them. She likes them, man. It's just like yo, when I find y'all know how I am. When I find when I find products, particularly you know black products that are that I use, you know what I'm saying. Just like with my homeboy Johnny with the Relax by J Mace beads. Y'all seen the beads I be posting up on the gram? Y'all see how fly that look? And then you can customize them. Go to go to uh, Instagram, you know, and look up Relax by J Mace. Go to Facebook. Look up Relaxed by Jay Mace. You'll see his work. Um, type in Lola and Doe in your, in, in your internet browser, www.lolaandoe.com. You know what I'm saying? Go to Lola and Doe on Instagram. You know, go to Lola, Lola and Doe on Twitter. Wherever you, man, I mean, you won't, you you will love these products, man. Like, I mean, listen, man, I'm not going to tell y'all. I'm not going to boost a product that I tried and like, I don't, you know, that I didn't like it, especially even though it might've been, you know, like a black company, you know, I, I still, you know what I'm saying? If it, if I don't like it, I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? So, but man, Lola and Doe, oh man, I ain't, my skin ain't never felt so good. Like I said, I got out the shower like an hour ago. If you, if you, you know, when you take a shower, you be using that, you know, the Dove body wash, you know, you use your Old Spice or whatever. And as soon as you get out the shower, before you even dry off, you got to put on lotion because your skin going to be feeling tight. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be ashy. Bro, like, I'm not ashy right now. My skin still feels like, you know what I'm saying, supple and soft. You know, I can even, I haven't, I've never been able to use bar soap on my face. I can use this on my face. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't irritate me, doesn't, you know, what I'm saying? And 
especially, and I exfoliate with it too, man. This stuff, yo, this product is amazing. Go to lolaandoe.com and check it out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get that plug off before, um, you know, I decided to get out of here just because, hey man, I found a product that I love. It's been working. Um, see y'all next week, man. Oh yeah. Shout out to Deezus and Meryl for, uh, the showtime come up. Peace.